Kevin, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am well. Happy Easter to you, Happy my Easter. fellow Christian. <laughs> what was the last time you've been in a church? <sighs> Probably for a <laughs> funeral, honestly. Oh, man. Uh, let's get, get this episode off right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, maybe... I, don't think it was, I don't think it was a wedding, so that means it must have been a funeral. That's funny. We're talking about Godzilla today, and we're going to try a different, a different format. You had suggested that we, quote-unquote, fix movies, and I like that idea of just breaking down what we think doesn't work about a movie and what we would do to improve it, because that, that makes the process, at least to me, active. Yeah. Interacting with the material in some way. And we're going to be talking about Godzilla, uh, the 2014 Gareth Edwards one. And I think it would be a good idea to start with what we like about the movie before we start going into criticisms and what we would fix. Yeah. And and, and there is quite a bit to like, I will say. Especially when you, and, and, and I guess we'll get to this later, but especially when you compare it to the later ones. Yeah, I was not expecting to like it so much. And yeah. even even before I had the context of the other movies in the series, I liked it a lot as it's by itself. Yeah. As a standalone thing. So before we dig into it, let's let's take it back in time <laughs> to twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh and and you saw the trailer, I'm assuming, right? I I did. I don't yeah. remember my feelings toward it. Oh, okay. Because I think that's one of the best tone tonally trailers of all time the trailer features the halo jump doesn't it it does feature the halo jump and well the i think the the teaser is just the halo jump and then you just see like little bits of godzilla it's Mm -hmm. in the same tone and it's amazing uh you just get this like eerie like presence the entire time and it's just unsettling and you know it's big and you know it's 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 monstrous and it's amazing and I think, on some levels, the movie does that right. And when it's and when it and when it hits that tone, I think that's when it's firing all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Because Godzilla is a force of nature in like as a character and in like this movie. And literally, oh yeah, it literally has colossal natural disaster effects. Yeah. Do we know? Do we know the origin story in of, of Godzilla in this one? Of uh, in the in the 2014 movie by itself. Yeah, well, I I, I guess we find that out in the other movies, huh? Yeah, and yeah. we'll 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 get to that. Yeah, but there's a there's a level of uh, you don't know that works fine for me. Does it? It doesn't really matter where Godzilla comes from. No, I remember. Do you remember in 2000 when you saw Godzilla? Uh, the the Emmerich Godzilla. Yeah. I thought that movie because in the opening sequence they show like a nuclear blast and they show an iguana. <laughs> so what I what I thought what they were implying was that an iguana got like blasted by radiation and became Zilla. And I was completely fine with that. <laughs> what like do you do they explain in that movie what happened how we came about? I think it is nuclear related 
but do you remember, do you remember the shot I'm talking about where they just saw what iguana just like looking around? <laughs> I do. So and I is that to suggest that that iguana becomes Godzilla? Right. Because as a kid watching that, that that's what I assumed. Right. Is that funny? <laughs> so going going into the 2014 one, when you saw the trailer, you were excited by it. Oh yeah. And you were you you were excited to see the movie. Yeah. It just it felt. It felt like a, an interesting dark take on a force of nature that res, that symbolizes death. Mm-hmm. And re- remember, right after this time, uh, right, uh, this was Brian Cranston's first time out after Breaking Bad. That is right. And he has that amazing line in the trailer too. So everyone's all like, "Yo, B. Cran, Godzilla, <laughs> gonna duke it out." <laughs> B Cran, right? G Zilla, <laughs> yeah. He's gonna be like, say my name. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wasn't excited by the trailer because there had been so many disaster movies at that point, poorly yeah. done ones too, which most of them come from Roland Emmerich coincidentally yeah and to me those are all disaster porn where you're, you're supposed to look at the destruction of a city and go oh my god oh oh no and it they rely on that too much yeah it's the disaster movie equivalent of torture porn and i i wasn't interested in that and so i don't think i i would have sought out the 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 2014 godzilla movie had it not been for my friends at the time, my who are still my friends, who ha- gave the chance to see it for free in a big theater, yeah, in a big auditorium. Did you see it? You saw it in theaters. I did. Yeah, I don't remember who with, but uh, but I definitely saw it in theaters. And then leaving it, I I I definitely felt like, oh, that was that was that was okay. <laughs> there mm-hmm. were some things that they messed up on, but like, I don't regret seeing it. What was your what was your take? I didn't really form any memories about it. I yeah. I don't know if it was because the the theater experience itself was kind of strange, just because it was such a big auditorium, and we were also forced to see it in three D, and it wasn't oh. shot in three D. It was post converted. Oh no! So it that's not how it was supposed to be seen, and so I I saw it, and then completely dismissed it and hadn't seen it since so it didn't, any, didn't leave an impression no and huh. anytime i saw marketing for the monster verse i i rolled my eyes and wasn't really interested yeah well well when, when skull island came out i had no idea that like they were connected at all mm-hmm. and i guess and i guess you're not supposed to know that until the end right because at the end they they they, they oh i saw skull Colorado, by the way well, uh, I'll ask you what you thought of it. We should we should do a, we'll we'll do what we liked about this, what we didn't like. We'll go into depth there, and then I I think that'll be the time to talk about sequels and right, 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 right. Yeah, because I well I, I go back at the end of that movie, you you see Godzilla and cave paintings and stuff, and you're like, oh hey, this is this is a franchise. Mm-hmm. Seven years removed from the release of Godzilla, we both and, saw it again. Yeah, and I got us. Like I said before, I came away really enjoying it and appreciating the experience it created. 
Yeah. Even I... just from my living room <laughs> with a sound bar and a nice TV. Yeah. Well, talk about what it did right the first time is that they they do such a good job of showing how big he fucking is, right? Mm-hmm. He is massive. I That scene when like he first shows up in Hawaii, I think, is is a great introduction because you just see like he's the, the destruction of his presence first right mm-hmm. he's walking he's like flooding all the streets and everything and as he like takes steps like buildings like start falling down and all that stuff and i think it's really good mm-hmm. and conclude is he's, he's he's like a force of nature and 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 the that happens throughout right there's a scene in like at the golden gate bridge where he comes in again. I love that scene. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting into it. But, like, my favorite is, like, when he's, like, he's not even fully out of the water. Just his spikes are out of the water. And it's lifting up these ships. And all they can do is just shoot at the spikes. And it's mm-hmm. amazing. He's he's such a force of nature. And I think they do a really good job of, like, showing that. They do. And they, when he makes his first appearance in Hawaii, and you see the the tide receding, before he even makes an appearance, there's... The movie does a great job of before and after, and I think what it what it excels in so much is creating the world around Godzilla for him to wreak havoc on and giving everything weight and sound so that when he when he is destroying it, it's effective and scary. Because that's the scariest thing about Godzilla is he he is indifferent about the humans in this one. Right. To really and to really uh, paint that that image out, there's 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 a that that same scene on the Golden Gate Bridge. It's uh, you see that through the perspective of a bunch of kids on a school bus. Mm-hmm. And so there's a shot of like where you're like you're from the perspective of the kids, and Godzilla's like fully out of the water now. And then you're in the bus and is driving, and all you hear is just kids screaming, like terrified out of their goddamn minds, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the rules that they, I don't know if they formally made this rule, but it it seems like they stuck to it, was to always show Godzilla from a perspective, from a human perspective, and not from a a camera angle that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And doing so puts you on the ground during the construction. Every time Godzilla was doing something in this movie, he felt real to me. Mm-hmm. A big criticism when when this movie first came out is, well, he's barely in it. He, he, I came to see Godzilla, and he's he has eight minutes or ten minutes of screen time. And I like that he has that, that little screen time because it, it draws attention to what he does. To the destruction, which is to me is the most is the more interesting part. I don't, I don't care about Godzilla engaging in choreography with a alien force. He is the force. Yeah, yeah. I want more of that. I don't think there was enough. <laughs> like I want, I want like like five scenes of that. Mm-hmm. Because, at like. And the and well and then and we'll get into this when we talk about what we didn't like, but like, I feel like the mutos kind of make the movie feels kind of disjointed, because it takes focus away from all that, that force of nature that is Godzilla right now. I I, I keep saying that, but it, but it, it really iterates it. There's a shot where in Hawaii when they like shoot flares, 
because you don't see Godzilla at this point. And then when the flares come down, you just see like a small side of him. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to illuminate the entire thing. And like imagine sitting, sitting in the theater and seeing this. And there's a shot, there's a shot like when they're halo jumping down. And then you're, again, you as you were saying, the perspective of the halo jumper. And you, he just, you just see his like a, like a quarter of his face, his eyes. Mm-hmm. And this is like on a huge screen like theater. It's like, it's, 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 it's crazy huge. And I, I think what this movie succeeds in doing that the others don't is it doesn't wallow or it doesn't focus too much on the destruction. Yes, there is the destruction, but it's always contextualized in the the human element that's being damaged at the same time. Yeah. It, it could have very easily been a road trip movie of, okay, where are we going to get destroyed next? And that's when I saw the trailer the first time and they have the shot of the Statue of Liberty, which turns out to be in Las Vegas. But that's, that's always the big cl- cliche of, oh, we're going to go, t- we're going to destroy all the landmarks. And I was concerned about that, but it doesn't overdo it with that. Yeah. No, it, it it definitely knows not to be too kooky. Doing so creates a a human cost at the same time, because if it if it's just people, if it's just city being destroyed after one after the other, you lose the value of that. It's it's if everything is destroyed, then nothing's important. But right. showing it the way it does, there's 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 really stakes to every single encounter. So you're so you're saying you want to see a Cloverfield Godzilla? What do you mean? Like very intimate from the perspective of the people, right? Like this is what is being destroyed, and this like this is what it means to like the people. I yeah, I think that that's the part that's more interesting to me because I I look at this movie as being a disaster movie, right? Which is what I th- what I think it should be. I think once you a good go a, down a, a good disaster movie yeah I, which I, I can't i can't think of one i can't you <laughs> no they're they're all they're all destroy the world stuff like right. 2012 probably the the other disaster movies that i've enjoyed are based around real life stories like the impossible mm-hmm. but i think this this conveys the the helplessness that humanity would feel if this really happened and look it's still a movie but the experience felt as close to reality as this franchise is capable yeah because everything all the reactions are grounded in reality the military is doing its best with the weapons it has available people are helpless and you you really get a sense of that with that that shot of you know the the plane that's downed, and all the cars are trying to get around it. Uh, I, is this is this after the the Muto's EMP? I think it's right before Las Vegas. Okay, okay. And okay. so they're 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 covering. It's it's a news shot, and there's just so much traffic. I remember that shot with like the Muto's. It's in Las Vegas, and like mm-hmm. there's the people at the casino. It's kind of funny. It's kind of kooky, but like. It's on TV, and then nobody notices, and then it breaks oh, through the yeah. window. <laughs> like some Mars attacks. <laughs> it's kooky, but I I also love the execution of it. Yeah. Because it's, it's uh, okay, wow. Our, 
<laughs> this thing is going on, and then it's brought right to you. All right. That's a lot of fish. <laughs> That's a lot of fish. That's a lot of fish. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything who, – who should start first? Is there anything we should do to fix this? Well, bef- before we get to that, I still want to talk about um, – I think the the special effects are are great for the most part. The There are some background location stuff like the nuclear plant at the beginning that are obvious. Yeah. But overall, seeing the interaction of Godzilla and the Mutos with the environment, they all felt felt really seamless. Now, when it first came out, and I guess like still to this day, some people have some criticisms about it being too dark. Mm-hmm. Like the ending specifically wise, was that a problem for you? Not this time, right? When you're when you're watching it in a completely dark room, I don't think it is. But I think if you are watching it during the day, I think I guess I guess it could be, become a problem. But because uh, I think all of the scenes, all of the fighting scenes, are at night. So yeah, you kind of want to see the fights go on. I mean, it's good when like you're revealing him and it's like he's his dark ominous presence. But like when you're when you're in the fights with the Mutos, I could I could see how like you want to see like some of the stuff go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I didn't have a problem with it, and I felt that um, it didn't rely too much on the on the fights. I thought it cut between the the human drama and the 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 fights really well and rank that ten- tension up. And I want to say that uh, the sound design was really impressive, especially in scenes like the Golden Gate scene where you you hear wires start to to break mm-hmm. and the bridge begins to collapse. I think my I want to mention my favorite shot is the one in San Francisco where the people are looking out the window and they see the a pilot land. And you think, oh, that's weird. And then his plane crashes into the, right. the side of the building. Right. That was a good shot. Yeah. It, it was lovely. Question. Yeah. Is that lady, that wife, the Scarlet Witch? Yeah. Is so the, it's, hu- it's Quicksilver and right. Scarlet Witch in a, in a movie playing a husband and wife before they played brother and sister. How... <laughs> How many years later was was uh, that movie? Was uh, X Men? One year later. Oh gosh. <laughs> so they were probably doing press to this, and then press right? for this, and then going straight to filming Age of Ultron. Right. So they were like making out in in like one studio, and then like next month going into another studio and be like, "What up, sis? What up, bro?" And then and then next year having to go to uh, Vision, Wonder Vision. <laughs> Except luckily he died in Age of Ultron. So he got he got off easy. Yeah. Contract wise. Uh the last thing I want to comp the last thing I want to compliment, I found the pacing to be really well well done. So <laughs> I'll I'll do a spoiler warning. But when Cranston dies, I, I was curious about how far into the movie it was. And it was forty minutes. And I was I was shocked. Because it, you know, the the common complaint was, oh, Brian Cranston died twenty minutes in. He's barely in the movie. He's in forty minutes of the movie. That's the that's the end of Act One sting. And so I I think it I think it escalates really well without getting too tiresome and while staying grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> we'll talk what? about we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I just I mean I, I disagree. I think I think I think time doesn't matter. Well, I think I think that's a mark to why there's bad pacing because if you think about what Brian Cranston does, that's it's an then it's an issue that like this is all he does in forty minutes. Like what does he do? Well, okay, bef- <laughs> right? before we get to that, um, is there anything else that you want to compliment the movie on? Nah, uh, no. I think the biggest thing that it gets right is that it makes Godzilla feel big and powerful and strong, and like mm-hmm. this force of death. And I think that, and I, and I, and I think that was that was it was a it was a really good direction that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Because ever after like the very first Godzilla, which not a lot of people have seen, game included, he's just been like this like guy in a dinosaur suit who just like goes around and like wreck cities and stuff you know mm-hmm. he, he wasn't he's not scary which is no. weird for like a colossal radioactive dinosaur with atomic breath <laughs> and i i think he he feels scary yeah, in this one absolutely so segueing over into the things that we would fix about it what are what are what are what's on your list all right the biggest thing about this movie that is that I feel is holding it back is how disjointed it feels. Really? Yes. It feels incredibly disjointed. And I feel that part of this is because there are so many characters that don't do anything. You know, Sally Hawkins is in this movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, what did she do? You know, Ken Watanabe is in this movie. And all he does is just like stand around and look at the destruction and be like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) And I feel that if we cut back on all these characters that don't do anything and just, like, really uh, focus on telling, like, a solid story with just, like, a couple of characters, you can do you can accomplish two things. A, very hone in on your theme. And B, show more Godzilla, which is, which is leading into its strengths, I think. How I would write it <laughs> is Brian Cranston stays alive. And I think what they do in this in this movie is that they set up an arc, right? And I'll go through a little bit. So Brian Cranston is a scientist, and he is studying what we later th- learn out to be the Mutos. Uh, but uh, in an accident, his his wife dies, uh, and he's not able to forgive himself. Like years later, like in, when when his son is like an adult and has his own little kid, right? He's still going to Japan, and he's still like. Like trying to figure out what happens because he 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 can't let it go. You know he he still feels like like it's his fault. Like he 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 didn't do enough. But but uh, after the mutos like come out, he dies, and you're just kind of like, wait, I thought this was like a redemption story between this guy that nobody believes that like the mutos are like gonna attack everything. Mm-hmm. But he just dies, and then like it just takes over his son, which his son never mentions his dad ever again. <laughs> yeah i'm like wait what the last thing brad cranston says to his son is like protect your son and he's like okay and he never sees his son the entire movie he spends more time with a little japanese boy who got lost on the subway than he sees his own he spends okay that's that's 10 minutes of the movie all right all right right. to be fair it's not the whole movie okay how many minutes does he spend with his son anyway (laughs) uh so back to what i was saying brad cranston is alive right and then they they meet up with Monarch, him and his son, and then they go, hey, Ken Watanabe knows a lot about this uh, Godzilla thing, and you seem to know a lot about the Mutos, 
So why don't you two work together and you guys come up with plans to kill these things for us. And what this does for Cranston is that it makes him a human again, right? He's not like a crazy person anymore. And like his son sees this, you know, he's like, he's, he's a scientist. He's able to make plans, you know, to, 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 to take out the mutos. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, uh, uh, what, what I said before, he's, 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 he's becoming a, a person again. And Ken Watanabe gets to like make plans to trap Godzilla because he knows that like Godzilla is a force of nature and you can't control him. And so you get more backs, you, you get more personal, like you, you personalize these people more, right? Mm-hmm. And how these two uh, work together. Now, I think to really hit on Cranston's redemption. Yeah, well, he needs to he needs to hit rock bottom in the sense that. Because his his whole arc is his whole arc is that he he needs to accept that there are things he can't control, right? Because like he did everything he could to save his wife, mm-hmm. and it and it and it didn't work out. But we still need to hit the whole thing with a nuke, right? So here's my plan. <laughs> uh, Wait, before before you continue, I I do want to say that I I I really like this scene of his wife's death. Yeah, and I think it's really well done visually yeah. of the blast doors closing, and her face disappearing from view. Right. And then you I see, thought that was powerful. And do you remember like when the scientists make it to the door? Do you remember his expression? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. He's such he's such a great actor. He's such an amazing actor. So he needs to hit rock bottom. He needs to hit then... rock bottom. And like and the re- and the way he does this is that the son, Ford, goes uh on that Golden Gate Bridge mission where Godzilla comes up to the bridge. And then he does, and then he heroically sacrifices his life to save, like, the bus of kids. But in doing so, he dies. In a Brian Cranston does? No, 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 Ford. His son. His son. Ford dies. Ford dies. Yeah! Oh, wow. Ford is dead. And now, now, Brian Cranston's, now the blood of his, his, his wife and his son is on his hands. And That's then, heavy. And now he just says, fuck it. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna draw godzilla and the mutos to the bay area and then we're gonna nuke them and then we're gonna kill them and then we're gonna be done with it because he's this is this is all he has now he's he, he's he's lost everything and then they get the nuke ready and the mutos but the mutos steal the nuke and then they take it to sf and then now this is his true rock bottom because everything cranston does he, he just leads to more death and now everybody is gonna die because he fucked up his plan, and now the Mutos have the nuke, and they're are gonna, and SF is gonna be a disaster, mm-hmm. right? And so, so he's distraught, and he has this great scene with Ken. I guess he could have, and where he's just talking about his family and stuff, right? He's just like telling a story about how, how they were all happy, you know, together. And then Watanabe says to him that uh, he's a, he has a great line in the movie where he says the greatest arrogance of man is that he, he thinks he can control nature. And not and it's not the other way around. And then and then and then Cranston, after hearing this, he realizes that like it needs to be nature to, to sort itself out. Like Godzilla needs to come and he needs to kill the mutos. Well and and one time it also explains them to this is like Godzilla's only here because the mutos are calling him out. Right? If he kills the mutos, he'll go away. Because he never wants to kill Godzilla, because he knows he's a force of nature, right? Mm-hmm. And then after this, Cranston's on board, and he goes like, "Okay, we need to we need to somehow make it such a way in which the we we get the nuke back, and like 
make it give power to Godzilla. And then he can use his atomic breath and kill the Mutos. <laughs> but he doesn't. Ne- he doesn't need. Uh, he's he's already pa- powerful enough. He, sure, sure, he sure. Kills them without. All the right, stuff. all right, all right. Yeah, that's right. We don't need who's, that. Who's who's gonna get rid of the Muto eggs? The the is Brian gonna lead a mission? Well, they need to. They need to get the nuke out of the city, right? And so they can still they can still get rid of the the, the Muto eggs while getting the nuke out. But it wouldn't be his son. It would just be like it would just be like army people, I guess. But that's if, if it's not someone you care about. Did you care about that? Did you care about Ford? I did. I did it. <laughs> but but let me. So let me let me explain to you my my take on the movie right now is that I I think its weakest point are is the human characters. And that being said, I think Ford has to be your surrogate throughout the movie to put a face on the destruction. Yeah. So he and his family, they're sort of the, the, the every man, his whole family's the every man for what all these people who are experiencing this horrible distress from all the destruction are experiencing. And so, yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily Ford's victory, but it's humanity's victory in him killing the eggs and him trying to get the nuke out of sf at the end i guess but the issue with that is that ford makes very little contact with godzilla or or with the mutos he's like he sees him tangentially but he's but I, i'm fine with that okay. I, I don't i don't so I don't so is, but to have like, a... is there a human face on it <laughs> you, you oh, there so... is a human there is a human face because he's dealing with the the effects of godzilla and i think that's way more interesting than uh <laughs> someone communicating with king kong in sign language i don't oh. No, that's <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> I don't need them to have a relationship with the force. I I just need them to to realize that what they do is futile. Yeah. And they need to they need to do what he can, yeah. which is destroy the eggs and try to get the nuke out of the city. Right. Yeah. That's what Okay, so here's I I I completely agree with you. And I think you have a really interesting character in that in his wife who is a nurse. Who they completely mm. mess up in this movie. <laughs> she does nothing. She does absolutely nothing. She just like she just kind of looks looks at the destruction. Everyone just kind of Ken Watanabe's in this movie. I mean, because like <laughs> obviously there's nothing you can do. But like as a nurse, it is your impetus to help people, no matter what the situation is. Like you yeah. you need to fight back against like this thing that is that 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 you can't control because it's your job. And I think with the theme that I'm building around here is that you need to accept things that you can't control. I think you can play. You can do a lot of interesting things with his wife. She can be your impetus. She can. She can like look at all this destruction and be like, "I can't accept this. I need to help these people, even if I know like this thing's gonna kill me." And I think that's a that, that's a more human look at it too, because like. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I, my only concern with that is that would that would add to the movie. I'm okay with her her lack of something to do. Because there aren't really a lot of scenes that there, I don't think there are any scenes, at least for me, that are asking me to care about someone who I don't really care about. Whenever she is shown reacting, it's also putting something else into context. Like, okay, the aliens have arrived in SF. The people are going down into the bunker. I would be interested to see that element put in. Like, okay, what? Think of think of the children in Helm's Deep 
cut cut back between that and that. I'm just worried about that would make the movie longer and have pacing issues. Yeah, but with Ford, Ford with Ford being dead, you 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 cut out a lot of these 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 like I'm the only bomb disposal in the world, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't in the world. It just he 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 was at the right. He was in the right place at the right time multiple times. There's no one else. <laughs> like there's there's like they they say they have a guy he's like we got a guy you don't have, you don't have to do this i was like nah it's my family <laughs> i was like okay well, there's a lot of families do they there. say that they have a guy i don't remember that yeah they already have a guy before it's like hey i need to get back home uh can i actually do it <laughs> and they're like we can just give you a ride man you don't have to <laughs> we already have a guy what's funny in this movie is that when they when they have that plan to nuke both the Mutos and Godzilla, Sally Hawkins straight out says, "You know Godzilla like lives off radiation, right?" <laughs> and she says immediately after, and so what that does is kill the dramatic tension completely because when you see them like go off and set off the nuke and like plan all these things, you're like, "Like, hang on, I already know this isn't gonna work out." <laughs> Why are you spending like thirty minutes doing this? Weren't they just trying to kill the mute the Mutos at that point? No. T- to me, it just seemed like okay, we have this nuke. We're gonna get rid of the Mutos and then worry about Godzilla afterwards. Uh, was there was there a plan not to kill them both? Even so, they <laughs> if it, <laughs> wasn't there a plan to kill them both with the the blast? That's what they were hoping to do. But even at, if they know that it won't kill Godzilla. They still have the hope that it might kill the Mutos. So the the plan, my point is, the plan isn't completely moot. Okay. And they have the knowledge that Godzilla would probably retreat once his the challenge is done. Did you believe that was going to be the plan though, going into it? Did you believe that was going to work out though? To to be honest, I my memory is shot right <laughs> now. Even upon a, a upon a second viewing, very it's very little impression. <laughs> I remember Godzilla. <laughs> Well, it's one of those things where my memories about the experience are itself are so strong and positive. Yeah. And I'm thinking more about how much I like the execution. Yeah. It it felt close to pure cinema more times than it didn't. Right, yeah. But can I can I pitch to you my yeah. my Ford yeah. adjustments? Yeah, 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 yeah. When I watch a movie and I'm taking stock of issues I have, I don't try to change it too much because I, I think it's a cool exercise to to take what you have and how can you shape it into something that still works and you can keep your elements. And I may be reaching with this. What I noticed on this watch is this this motif of the family unit. You have the family unit at the beginning of Brian Cranston's wife and son, which is destroyed. And then you have Ford's wife and son. And then you have that that scene of Ford with the 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 son of the asian family when they get separated on hawaii and then you have the <laughs> then you have the male and female mutos and their eggs that's right like i said that's i true. may be re- i may be reaching too much no no but... no it's definitely yeah no, it's, 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 that's there but i think there there was a missed opportunity to really develop that relationship between ford and his dad maybe make make ford even more estranged from his dad when he's waiting for him at the at the police station it could be come on dad we're going to we're we're fucking going home okay i'm tired of your bullshit i'm i've i've had it up to here create more contention 
And then Brian Cranston has to convince him to go to this the the part of Japan where they were that is a ghost town now. And then Ford begins to to realize, oh, maybe my dad was right about this. And then when when his when his dad dies, have a moment of oh my god, my relationship with my dad has been fraught all these years and I I I wasted all that time not having a relationship with him and he was right and now he's gone. Have that moment of realization and then he's driven to I need to finish what my dad's work is. I need to sort of avenge my mom and I need to bring the mutos down. You can still have, okay, I need to get back to my wife and kid, but the more obstacles that pop up along the way push him towards, okay, I need to, I'm the reluctant hero, but I'm embracing that role, and that that brings me to the halo jump. That's why I'm participating in it. Mm. Yeah. No, that is that is interesting, yeah. And it, it would have it made it more emotional to have a human element that feels real and natural among this disaster movie that would be the dream yeah so you didn't feel like it was like you didn't feel like there was enough like impetus there was enough direction with ford and impet- like like the motivation for ford no and it, it doesn't make the movie unwatchable i'm still i'm still like i said i i still view it as he's the surrogate for humanity and i'm i'm rooting for humanity no i I think you're right. I don't. I don't know what Ford's motivation is. I mean, like his motivation is to see his family again, but like, like your dad just died, bro. Like, <laughs> you wanna, you wanna think about that for a second? Yeah, and I, I like that. Um, it's, it's not a forced, flashy death on Brian's part. It's sort of, it's unromantic. He, he dies on the gurney. Yeah. I don't even. It, I, it's really quick. The, the, the medics are like. He's he's gone, he's gone, and that could have been the moment of strong emotion. Yeah, to 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 further strengthen that between like the father and son dynamic, would would you make it where a, a decision that Ford makes somehow kind of like leads to Brian Cranston's death, and in 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 a way that Brian feels like you know his wife's death is on his hands that like Ford feels that. Okay, now it's my job to avenge my father because, like, I actually had a hand in this. I don't think so because I think I think if you have that the strained relationship and him realizing that he was estranged from his dad for so long, I think that's that's strong enough. Yeah, and it may have it may tip the scale away from being sympathetic to Ford. Yeah, I would I would write it in such a way that you see more of of what that estrangement is to Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that... Because, like, in the movie, like, Brian Cranston doesn't even know how old his grandson is. <laughs> so he doesn't give a fuck about Ford. Yeah. You know? But if you... But if you... If, if you write it in such a way as, like, hey, I've been I've been trying to, you know, to, to, to reach out to you, like, like, where have you been and stuff? And Ford's just like, yeah, you know, defusing bombs. <laughs> Why'd you get arrested, Dad? <laughs> Does Brian have a moment of they took because they took your mom away or something like that? No, because that in in my in my dream apartment scene where Ford is saying, Dad, this is insane. We need to go 
to the United States. We're done with this. We're done. And he's like, what about your mom? Yeah. Yeah. And Brian could fucking sell that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I, this is, I wish this I wish is, that existed. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, this is his arc is that he cannot he cannot forgive himself. You know, that, that that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So, like, I really want to see a conclusion where, like, he is able to forgive himself and he is able to be like a, a good like, you know, all we can do is like what we can do now. I think I would think it would be great if they did a lot more with Brian. Would it be too much if on his deathbed, Brian says, make it right? Or something <laughs> like that? Yeah, no. That's too much? Yeah. No, I mean, oh. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, it would depend on, like, how you did it. I would, I would shoot both and then look at it in the <laughs> editing room and decide which works better. It, it, you know what though? That definitely works better than his the, his last line now, or he's just like, "Hey, like, save your son" or something like that. Save the cheerleader. Or so, save yeah. the world. Yeah, it's I woof woof woof. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, overall, I I really enjoyed this movie. I would go so far as to, if I had a a fantastic, not that I have a problem with my system right now, but if I had the dream home theater system, I would buy this on 4K and watch it regularly. I had that fun a time. Yeah. Now, does this year go have 4K? It does. It okay. does. But so, yeah. for for whatever reason, movies are uh, both Godzilla movies were in HD. Which is, it still looked great. And it both just wasn't in, 4K. Bo- both is in King of the Monsters? Yeah, okay. that one too. Okay. Interesting. Well, whereas the Kong versus Godzilla was 4K. Interesting. Could you tell the difference? Slightly so. My that my TV had a little trouble buffering at some points. <laughs> That's all you could tell. But, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, um, in addition to watching the 2014 one, I wanted to put it in context. So in this order, I watched Godzilla vs. Kong. Then I watched Kong Skull Island. Then I watched the 54 Godzilla, the original one. Mm-hmm. And then I watched King of Monsters. And everything that 2014 Godzilla does right, those movies, aside from the 54 one, do everything wrong. <laughs> Now, what what was your take? I, except for actually, I liked I like Kong Skull Island. I think it it knows that it's dumb and silly, and it embraces that. So I enjoyed that one. But right, King of Monsters and Kong v Godzilla. No, yeah, so not for me. So here's so so I saw all the ones that you saw except for the original Godzilla. Uh, King of Monsters is a good movie. That is forty minutes too long. <laughs> It's so slow. I mean, in the no, in the beginning, it, it, the pacing is perfect, don't you think? Until they like, until they like, uh, like decide to leave on the boats, you know. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think it did a great job of like moving it along, getting you on the island, and then once you're on the island, cool shit happens. That scene when they the the helicopter scene with Kong is amazing. Oh my god. Sorry, which. The, You're talking about Kong Skull Island? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. When they when they start bombing shit and then like Godzilla, there's a there's a shot where Godzilla takes a helicopter and slams it into another helicopter and I lost my shit. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I th- Skull Island I thought was great. Yeah, the pacing was... I, th- I thought... And I, I would agree with you about it being slow at the beginning, but... No, at the end. The, oh, at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> did you like the, the, the fight between Kong and the monster? I did. I did. That quickened things up, but, like, that whole thing where the main character was all like, oh, who do I believe? This colonel who's obviously crazy? <laughs> Or do I save Kong? So that stuff is... Also, John C. Riley is pretty good. John C. Riley did a good job. I liked him. Yeah. He, I like the cast a lot. I think they interact really well. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. The, the soldier dynamic. There's a, there's a, there's a scene with uh, Shea Wingham, I think his name is, mm-hmm. and where he's just like sitting after this like terrible fight with God, uh, Kong. He's eating beans. And then, like, and, and one of his buddies is like, what are you doing, man? And so I'm like, are you just eating beans right now? He's like, oh, like, what happened? What do you think just happened? It was like, well, we did the best we could in the situation. <laughs> it's never happened before. He just continues eating beans. It's amazing. It's unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they let that in because it's, it characterizes that character so well. Mm-hmm. All the characters are, um, I wouldn't say all of them, but a lot of them are really good. They're, they, they, they give you just enough personality, but, like, enough where you can go, like, oh, I know who you are and I like you. <laughs> Yeah, and they they felt like a unit, which I appreciated. Yeah, it's it's at its best when it's an expedition movie. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Like the mo- and I, I thought I thought the moments of uh, fighting were well done too. Yeah, I like because it. there was just obviously the monsters have an advantage, but with uh, tenacity, the humans could pull through, which yeah. was good drama. Yeah, it it didn't feel too one sided. I I really like that scene with the spider, the bamboo spider. Oh yeah, that was great. It's icky. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah, it gets you crawling. There's a lot of because... good good violence in it. A lot of shocking yeah. stuff, like the dude getting his fucking arm ripped off by the um, the pterodactyl things. Yeah, I did not expect that. <laughs> it's, it, it was it was kind of funny too because there was like they 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 stopped in which it was there was like no blood or anything it was like a silhouette of it being turned off and like i somehow really i, I really uh doubt that like a, a one and a half foot flappy bird <laughs> could tear the guy's arm off so there you go the cg is very good too i will buy I, I will say the the fight between the the thing and, and kanga looked looked pretty good it looked good especially, especially for as, as old as that movie is now it's not that old, but you know, I I don't like the design of the monster though. The I don't know what it's called, but the John C. Riley calls them skull crushers. You didn't like its two leggedness. It didn't have two legs. Yeah, it did. Oh, the baby ones didn't have two legs. Oh no, are you talking about the arms? Yeah. Yeah, it's just got two arms. I don't. It doesn't have any legs. It just those are its arms, I think. And it's that claws at them. It it looks like a little tadpole thing. It was just scary weird, tadpole i guess for me for, for me the spiders are more scary would you would you recommend skull island uh yeah, yeah, you won't regret that you watched it i guess <laughs> no i th- i think as as dumb big silly tent poles go you could you could do a lot worse and they did do a lot worse and they did which <laughs> leads me to king of monsters you've seen king of monsters i saw the fights of king of monsters it and for good for good reason 
it, you get into it though. It is a long movie. Everything about being subtle with revealing Godzilla is thrown out of the way, mm-hmm. which I guess is what people wanted, but it's not what I enjoy personally because that that just becomes disaster porn and I don't care about two monsters fighting. And the the human element itself is is silly too. As soon as you start world building with something silly like this, instead of keeping it grounded, you you start to lose me a little. Where people are yeah. don't develop monarch. <laughs> I feel like the reason the reason is because they have only so much budget for CG, and they're like, "Fuck, we need to fill we need to fill it with some Millie." <laughs> Get get Millie's dad in here and have her text him. <laughs> other than other than Gareth Edwards' take with the the 2014 one and the 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 metaphor of nuclear bombs of the original 1954 one, is there that much left to do other than making monsters fight? Are you talking about like for humans? Yeah, and just making a movie about it because there there's. The reason that these movies get made is because people people see the title, huh, Kong versus Godzilla. I think I would like that. That sounds badass. It's <laughs> a great, great impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like, which is why, which is which is why I think is like, just don't show people. I just make it monsters fight. That's all that I saw. But is is that enough to make a movie about uh... a, f- a feature length film? I mean, no, but like you, that was the breaks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, you can write your story in such a way that takes focus off the humans. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's a, that like and that is not what they did with King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters really leaned into the whole family thing. Yes, they did, and not well. <laughs> I don't not not well not well to the point at which I didn't finish it. So I so I couldn't tell you what happens at the very end, but I don't think it I don't think good stuff happens. It's just so because most of the monster action is unrestrained and it's about well, King Ghidorah is flying to this part of the world. We have to we have to meet him there before he instigates the release of other titans. Yeah. Like okay. Okay. Yeah, and then there's. Can I just see that now? <laughs> yeah, why? I I could have just saw it <laughs> instead of you talking about it. Yeah. yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe could that work if you if you did a movie that was all all visual of following these monsters from one continent to the next? Would that be interesting? It's all like subtitles for the monsters. <laughs> Uh, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Japanese movies that are like that, that knows that people just want to see the action. So like, like the whole, the only, the only meet between the action is, is set up for the next big scene. Mm -hmm. And I like it because you go into that movie, just like knowing what it's going to be. Uh, but, and, and, and they can be really creative with it and it's, and it, and it's really cool. But it takes a lot of time because guess what's all CG? <laughs> yeah, and and it's it, it's expensive. Who exactly? <laughs> Got to get the stars in there. Exactly. I, I went the, and saw the movie because Millie Bobby Brown was in it. <laughs> I'll tell you, 
the movie the the the, the, the studio's uh biggest what is, motivation is to get movies out quick that people will pay money for right so what so why do you need to spend three years making this cg two-hour thing that would have made the same amount of money as a thing with eight minutes of monster fighting and an hour 40 of millie bobby brown we're shitting on her a lot. I, I I think she's fine. It's just like her name is. <laughs> well, she, it, it's just not a good character. No. Well, the, the the fact is, everybody who is in this is only in it for a cash grab. Everybody who is in this is like, all right, how will you pay the rate? Okay, cool. Yeah, the the human element is all obligatory. Yeah. Yeah, but the monsters, are, but the monsters are cool. I guess, but... King, King Ghidorah, I thought, was really cool when King Kong ripped his head off and then grew it back. I thought that was really cool. But other than really cool, that it has not, not a lot going for it, really. No. 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 And, I told, and I told you going in. <laughs> not, not why I watch movies anymore, yeah. but... Um, so what was, what was the... Now, what's the most recent one? Most recent one is uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. released straight to HBO. It is one of the highest grossing movies of 2021. How much how but much money has it made now? It's made 100, over 100 Yeah, it's it's you know, I'm I'm I was a little impressed by how it was doing given the quality of the movie and the time in which we are living. But given given zero competition. Yeah. <laughs> where do, where do you even start with this one? Should we explain the plot a little bit or no? Or we just get into how we feel about it? No, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it too long, but. <laughs> We're, you already get a sense of how it feels, folks. Now I have, I have a question though, because you know, I just watched the fight scenes. Yeah. Am I, is, is, is it true in that Godzilla killed all the monsters? You know, I, I guess that that part must have gone by quick because King of Monsters ends with all these Titans worshiping Godzilla. Yeah. And then Mothra, not anymore. Yeah. Mothra, like didn't Mothra like give his power to Godzilla so he could like kill King Ghidorah. Yeah. And so now Godzilla kills Mothra. Is, am I, is that right? No, Mo- Mothra sacrificed herself, but then the movie ends with all the other Titans bowing to Godzilla. Right. Cause he's but the I, king. Yeah, but I guess no more. Right. I that that's too expensive of effects to keep incorporating in. Now, okay, now why does he kill them? <laughs> because he's aggressive. So it's not related. Why is he at mad all. at Kong? So it's not. So it's not at all related. I'm I'm gonna put a, a, a they needed small a, summary. They needed so, a reason to make it so it was just Godzilla versus Kong. Right. I'm going to see if I can sum up the movie in as short a sentence as possible. So Godzilla is is wrecking shit. And Kong... People want to protect Kong because Godzilla's wrecking shit. And we need to figure out why Godzilla is wrecking shit. And the reason why he's wrecking shit is because of Mechagodzilla? Is that, is that right? Yeah. Mechagodzilla is... Godzilla can detect his energy because Mechagodzilla is powered by King Ghidorah's skull. Yeah. Okay. So, so Godzilla detects that energy, but because they're trying to bring Kong to the Antarctica so he could lead them to the hollow earth, 
Godzilla assumes that the energy is coming from Kong, and oh. I want to kill myself from saying all of that out loud. <laughs> ah, okay. I sound like. <laughs> have you seen Patton Oswalt, his filibuster on Parks and Rec? No. Oh it, yeah, 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 yeah. I have, I have, I have. It doesn't feel far removed from that. <laughs> it's a little convoluted. It's a little but, like I, I said. I, as I, soon as I, you I, start developing this shit, like Hollow Earth, yeah, I know you have to to make a movie. But now, now, come now, on. Now, Hollow Earth was in Skull Island. You, we, 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 we do have to say it was. So that isn't that isn't completely added though. But like how it looks, is like that's not what I expected. It looked cool, but I didn't like that part. Kind of dragged. I'm, like, skipping to see monster fights, and that fight he has with, like, the flying thing is literally, like, 12 shots. And I was so disappointed. Mm-hmm. There's only, really, two set pieces in it. And yeah. one, one's the boat scene. Yeah. And the other is Hong Kong. Yeah. Now, right right from the get-go, your experience in watching this, were you just, like, from the stars, like, I don't, like, tell me, walk me through, like, how are you feeling this this entire time? Because you texted me 40 minutes in, and you're like, I don't know about this. <laughs> I had just watched the 2014 one, and I was weighing whether I wanted to catch up on the other ones. Yeah. But I also was ex- I was kind of excited to see it because, okay, big yeah, yeah. event big movie. Yeah. And just with how, how, how thin the whole thing is, it's all about getting the monsters to fight, mm-hmm. which is the least interesting thing to me. And so the human element was thin. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown's character, uh, her plot thread is so bad in this. Yeah. It's so tacked on. It was it was obvious that they they just needed to make add length to the movie. Yeah, its stupidity started to to wear on me, which is why I texted you so soon into it, saying, uh, "I feel dumb." inside (laughs) i feel feel dead inside i wonder if like this is like a transformers kind of movie i I think it's i i think it's a little worse than that yeah in a way because the transformers you know the first transformers those all feel grounded in the in the reality of the world okay you have it's kind of like the first godzilla the the weapons that yeah. the humans have to deal with Godzilla are real. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like that's the same with the Transformers thing. They don't, they don't get to the point where we've developed a laser cannon. I, I could be wrong, but do they, <laughs> does that happen? I don't I know. They develop special bullets. I don't believe so. No, but like they, they did a good job of like setting a level of like kooky and be like, this is, here is the plot that we're going to follow out the entire series. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of more or less do that. This series is getting progressively kookier. And I, I don't <laughs> know where it has to go. Because if you look at the the history of the Godzilla movies, after the first one, it's it's just Godzilla versus Rodan. Godzilla versus Mothra. Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. I don't think Hollywood has the... It, it's not the same anymore. They're too yeah. expensive and they're going to be too similar to one another to 
be interesting enough to have that audience. So I don't think they have anywhere to go, honestly. I think this is this is an example of like they have a lot of places they go. because it'll make a hundred billion dollars and it doesn't matter what you do it's gonna make a hundred billion dollars huh it's gonna make a hundred it's gonna how much money did it make a hundred million it made i think it made 150 150 million dollars on like it's not even a week yet yeah Woo! yeah you can do like Ghidorah versus mechagodzilla and people would watch that shit you know that it's made 285 285 that that was the budget right yeah it's 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 it broke even in like one day well it's gotten past its budget it still needs to get to 400 million oh yeah marketing and stuff yeah 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 but like not I'm, even a week that's folks. still impressive not even not even a week folks but like yeah like it it like the bar this is how low the bar is set and they'll make money <laughs> Are they gonna jump to the future and it's gonna be it's gonna be utopian world, but there's still these titans fighting? Yeah. Well, and 90- Idris Elba is gonna, you know what? And then we're gonna have Jaegers, and there it's gonna be Pacific Rim. Oh my god, that movie would make so much money. Pacific Rim versus Kong, or and Godzilla. You know it. You already like you're thinking about it right now. You just made a million dollar idea right there. <laughs> is Pacific Rim also Warner Brothers? What is is, is I guess I, think I guess it Kong is. is I guess Kong is legendary pictures, so I guess I guess they're doing But that's a subsidiary, isn't it? Oh. Of Warner Brothers? Get, get them on the phone. <laughs> we have We have an idea. Production I don't know. Oh, okay, so legendary is a co produced and co financed films with Warner Brothers and Universal. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So I think I think Kong so you can, is so you, Universal so you, originally, and these okay. co-productions, its relationship with Warner Brothers has enabled them to bring them together. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. So Universal's Universal's uh, series is the 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 Dark Universe. So Kong versus the Invisible Man. Uh. Okay, before Godzilla, Godzilla versus the mummy. <laughs> before I have to edit a two-hour episode again, uh, I think we should we should rein this in a little bit. Um, yeah. Do we want to do ratings of everything before we sign off? Uh, sure. Yeah. You want to go first? Okay, so we're we're starting in order. Yeah, do it in right. release order. I'm gonna give 2014's Godzilla a six out of ten. I think it was a good time. You don't. You won't regret seeing it. It has flaws. Skull Island. I would. I would give. I would give a six and a half out of ten. It's more fun than Godzilla, and the, the pacing is good, but it's way too long. It just needs to be like it. You know that movie's two and a half hours. Kong Skull Island is two and a half hours. No, it's not, Kevin. It's Look not. It Look it up. And. So I give that one six and a half. And then next one is King of the Monsters. Now, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can give it a rating because I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just watched the monster seeds. But I'm going to predict that it's going to be a four out of ten for me. And the new one, as much as I did like the city fight, and I, and I didn't get to say this during the, during our getting into it, the, the city fight is, is pretty good. It's, it's the only good thing in the movie. Mm-hmm. but because Between of Kong that and Godzilla exactly but because of that it's it's you kind of just I I have to give it a three 
did not finish for me. Yeah, my my ratings aren't too dissimilar. I think the the 2014 one is the honestly the best possible thing that could come from this premise. I I'd give it a seven out of ten. I think it's it's really well made and well executed. Kong Skull Island, it's it's definitely sillier and a different kind of movie, but I still had a fun time and it's it's watchable for me. So I would give it high five, maybe leaning into a six. King of the Monsters is a long slog, and it's where this the series starts to feel tired and out of ideas. And I don't really care about the human element, and it it's beginning to feel like destruction porn. So I'm going to give that a four. I mean, that's that's what you said. And then Godzilla vs. Kong doubled down on everything that I took issue with with King of Monsters. So I, I got to give it a three. Yeah. And the the 1954 Godzilla, it it it's tremendously dated, but I would recommend it if you want to see film history because it's it's interesting. Japan made it less than ten years after the nuclear bombings, and it's it's pretty ambitious to have a kaiju movie with all that destruction and trying to get that made in nineteen in the 1950s. So I respect it so much for that. There's a new Godzilla movie, and by new I mean like 2016. Shin Godzilla. That, yeah. Do you yeah. Want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, but like the do you want to talk about the the, the premise of the or the idea? I heard that it's all the the political reaction and very mm-hmm. very little on the actual monster stuff. It's all right. how how are humans dealing with it? Right, and I feel like that might be something that you might be interested in. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I'll I'll add that one to my watch list. And I will, I will say, if you look at pictures of Shin, Shin Godzilla, he looks terrifying. He looks like absolute like nightmare fuel. It's it's really ridiculous. And they're still and he's like doing really slow and lumbering. Yeah, what's up? They're doing suitmation on that one too. No, that 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 one's the first, not the first I would say, but like that that one's the first big one that a Japanese Godzilla is CG really okay but he looks but it looks like he's a suit it's you kind of got to see it in motion to know what i'm talking about but Mm -hmm. but the 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 political like real life aspect of it i feel like is something that we have never seen before and it drew a lot of it drew a lot of inspiration from how japan the poor response for the fukushima nuclear reactor incident and all the stuff the fallout that happened because of that so i think it's a super interesting movie yeah, that's a I mean that that's an interesting avenue to take the series sort of because Japan has had that another nuclear tragedy unfortunately. So if Americans need ideas about Godzilla, they're out there. But we like explosions. Oh, that's right. I saw I saw the Kong punch punch Godzilla in the face. <laughs> that's that's America right there. <laughs> There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a line where like right out of the city fight and like the two people like are in the plane and they go like, well, I guess now it's one to one. Yeah. <laughs> they know, like they know what they're doing. <laughs> they know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. Before we go, uh, listener, as you're listening to this, who's, who's script doctoring would you prefer? Kevin's or mine's? Let us know. <laughs> or not. Kevin? I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to sound that flippant, but uh, no, that 
let us know what how would how would you change it what are your what are your thoughts about the movie but uh kevin thank you so much for going on this endeavor with me diving into the godzilla series i i'm thankful for it because i would not have realized how much i liked the 2014 one Oh, it was great. It was great seeing them all again because I had never seen because I I never would have seen Skull Island, and I'm really glad that I did. Mm-hmm. Skull Island is a lot of fun. It is. Yeah, probably the most fun. I would say Skull Island. Well, for due to my ratings, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Well, I, or is it most fun out of all of them? Yeah, it's it's it doesn't have that somber tone. No, as Godzilla does. No, and a lot of people go into the, that movies just not looking for like. I don't want people to die. <laughs> yeah, you just want es- escapism. Right. I just want to see a big bamboo spider. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. All right. All right. This is Super Serious Movie Men. Thank you guys so much. Bye bye.